There's a clock in my parents' dining room that they've had since before I was old enough to walk. It's a tall, grandmother-style clock, and as my dad was assembling it uh, in the apartment that my parents lived in when I was little, uh, I would crawl over to help dad as he's got his uh, tools laid out to put the clock together. I would bring my plastic toy tools and and attempt to help him, help him put the clock together. If you were to look inside the body of of this tall clock, you can see small dents in the wood where I gave it a good whack with my plastic toy hammer. I wanted to help dad. I wanted to do what he was doing. I wanted to be like him. You know, there's something fundamental in our human nature that causes us to want to emulate, to be like the people that we love and respect and admire and look up to. I want to be like my dad. You know, we've certainly seen this, Jackie and I have, in our own kids as well, as they do things like we do them. Or, and sometimes that's not a good thing, right? Sometimes they do things, oh, I wish they didn't learn that from me, but, but they emulate us, right? And in my own son, you know, I see him uh, want, wanting to be like the people he looks up to, uh, and that, that comes across a few different ways. Right now, he's really into the video game Rocket League, which is a sports game with race cars. And he'll get on YouTube and watch uh, the best in the world and and see how how they do it, how they execute shots, how they do things uh, so he can be more like them. Right, and we do this. The the people we want to be like, we'll, we'll study them. We'll look at their lives. We'll try to figure out, I mean, how do they do it so we can do it like them. You know, we live in the city of Memphis, which one of the things Memphis is famous for is, is having the home there in Graceland, the home of Elvis Presley. Uh, and even though Elvis Presley has not had a chart-topping hit uh, in many, many years, he's probably the celebrity that is most emulated anywhere in the world. We have Elvis impersonators all over the world that have probably studied the uh, studied Elvis to try to figure out, man, how do I talk like him? How do I move like him? How do I look like him? They, they study film. They study his life. They want to be like him, right? And there's people all over the world that are emulating Elvis. You know, we do this in sports as well. We watch footage of athletes to figure out, man, how, how did they do that move? How did they execute that move? Uh, we, we study the lives of people that we want to be more like. It's something that all of us do. And we've been going through a series on Thursday nights here in Chi Alpha, uh, that's all about what it means to be like Jesus, to study the life of Jesus. How can we be more like him? Uh, people will study hours of video and become more like their favorite musician, more like their favorite athlete, analyzing every little detail of how it is exactly that they do what they do. And we devote all kinds of time and energy to that. But are we devoting that same kind of time and energy to studying Jesus, to figure out how can we be more like Christ? You know, in the person of Jesus, we have our perfect moral and spiritual example You know, when we study Jesus and read about how he treated people, how he prayed, uh, the wisdom and compassion that he exhibited, the humility and kindness that he embodied, there's no one uh, that I want to be like more than Jesus. But if we're being honest, is he the one that we're truly modeling our lives after? You know, 1 John 2.6 says that whoever claims to be in God must walk as Jesus did must walk as Jesus walked. Basically, if we're going to claim to be Christians, we must live as Jesus lived, period. Our lives need to look like his life. So we've been talking all this semester about what that means. What does that look like? What does it look like to model our life after Jesus and let his priorities begin to shape our priorities, his behaviors begin to shape our behaviors? 
And each week through this series, we've looked at a different episode in the life of Jesus and, and tried to see what we could learn from that. Different episodes in the life of Jesus that encapsulated different qualities uh, that we wanted to emulate, we wanted to strive to be more like. If you missed any of those messages over the course of the semester, all of those are going to be available on our podcast, the Kyle from Memphis podcast. And the last several, you're able to, to get video of as we've been doing these uh, streaming Kyle services on our on our Facebook and YouTube channels. You can check those out there. But tonight, we're going to wrap up that series. This is the conclusion to the Live Like Jesus series. We're wrapping up the series by looking at the words of Jesus to his disciples as he sent them out. Uh, to proclaim the kingdom of God in the surrounding villages. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 7. If you want to grab a Bible and open it up and look at it with us, Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 7. I'm going to pray, and then we can jump into it. Father God, thank you uh, for the opportunity. Uh, God, to, to digitally, you know, over the, over the internet, be with my brothers and sisters in Christ and pray, Lord, that, uh, you would help me to communicate your word well. Holy Spirit, God, that you would do what you please in our hearts and in our lives tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 7. Remember, Jesus is sending out his disciples to preach about the kingdom of God and the surrounding villages. And he says this. Go and announce to them that the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give as freely as you have received. He says, go and announce the kingdom of heaven is near, and I want you to heal the sick. I want you to drive out demons. I want you to do all the things that you've seen me doing. Jesus was going out proclaiming the kingdom of God, teaching people how God desired that they live their lives, to live a life that's pleasing to him, and Jesus would perform miracles and heal the sick. Jesus says, I'm sending you out to go and do the same thing. You know, just as you saw me do, I want you to go out and proclaim the kingdom of God, proclaim that God is near, uh, call people to turn from their sins and turn to a relationship in God. And as you do this, I want you to perform miracles and heal the sick and cure those with leprosy, raise the dead, drive out demons. So if you see me do these things, I'm calling you to do those things as well, to be like me, all the things you've seen me do. I want you to be like that. I want you to do that. As freely as you've received, I want you to freely give. Just as you've received this grace and mercy and faith freely, I want you to give it to others. Share it with others. Be like me is basically what Jesus is saying here. Do uh, what I did. Be like me in these ways. Dropping down to verse 10. Sorry, verse 16. He says, look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. So be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. He says, I'm sending you out, and I know the culture that I'm sending you out in the midst of is going to be uh, antagonistic to this message. No one likes to hear um, that they're selfish. No one likes to hear that they're prideful. No one likes to hear that they're uh, destructive behaviors, the things they do that harm themselves and harm other people. People don't like to hear that God's not pleased with that, and they need to stop doing those things. So he says, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. You're going to run into conflict. You're going to run into people that are going to be antagonistic to this message. Um, so he says, beware, verse 17, beware. If you're going to be handed over to courts and be flogged with whips and synagogues, you will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be an opportunity for you to tell rulers and other unbelievers about me. Verse 19, when you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it's not you who will be speaking, it'll be the Spirit of the Father speaking through you. 
Jesus says, just as they have been hostile to me, just as I have been persecuted and, and, and I've had to give an account, there's going to be occasions where you will be persecuted for your faith, where you are going to be treated badly because of what you believe and what you do and who you are. Uh, and, and I want you to be ready for that. And there's going to be occasions where you're going to be called to give an account for why you believe what you believe. I want you to be prepared for that as well. And that's an opportunity. See, it as an opportunity to share the hope you found in me uh, and, and see lives transformed for the glory of God. Uh, but also don't want you to worry beforehand about when these things happen because Holy Spirit's going to give you the words that you need in that moment. Sometimes we're so uh, afraid of the idea of well, what if someone asks me uh, about the Bible? What if someone asks me about my relationship with God and, and we fear we're not going to be able to articulate that well? We've got an amazing promise from Jesus right here that we don't need to worry beforehand what we're going to say in those moments. It's good to study. It's good to be prepared. It's good to think about those kind of things. But in that moment, Holy Spirit is going to give you the right words to say. He's going to give you the things that you need uh, in that moment to communicate. So how do we have the Spirit of God within us to help us to speak in situations like this. Jesus said, I'm going to be in situations like this and have to give an account. And so will you as you live like me. How do we have the Holy Spirit at work within us, helping us to have those right words in those right situations? You know, last weekend, we remembered Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection as we remembered Good Friday and celebrated Resurrection Sunday and Easter. We remembered when Jesus was arrested and falsely accused and put on trial before religious leaders and governing authorities. They would go on to have Jesus publicly executed, hung from a cross. But as Jesus suffered there, God worked the greatest miracle in all of history as he laid the weight of all of our sin on Jesus' shoulders. Jesus, as he suffered there on the cross, bore my sin, bore your sin, so that God could extend us grace and mercy and forgiveness. And for all of us that put our faith in Jesus, we can be adopted into the family of God, have our sins forgiven, be made right with God, have a relationship with God restored forever. And so when we put our faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross to save us, God makes us a brand new creation. He gives us a, a new heart, a fresh start. And not only that, he comes and lives in us and through us by his Holy Spirit. And it's this Spirit that convicts us of sin. It's this Holy Spirit that draws us closer to God and the Holy Spirit that helps us to be more like God in every way. And Jesus promises here that the Holy Spirit will also give us the words that we need, to give us the words to say when we, like Jesus, are questioned and have to give an account for our faith in him. And that's encouraging, and that's exciting. So when we live lives like Jesus, we can expect that there will be occasions where we will sometimes suffer like Jesus did, times that we will sometimes face difficult questions like Jesus did. But God says not to worry. Holy Spirit's going to give you the words that you need in that moment, words that no one's going to be able to contradict. They're going to be the right words at the right time. Let's drop down to verse 24. This is the key verse that we've been building to here in this chapter. Matthew chapter 10, verse 24 says, the student is not above the teacher, nor is the servant above the master. I'll read it again. The student is not above the teacher, nor is the servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. Jesus says, no student is above their teacher, but it's enough for them to strive to be like their teacher. And when we look at Jesus, we know that we're never going to be greater than Jesus, obviously. And it's enough for us, though, to strive in every way to try to be more like him. No student is above their teacher, but it's enough for them to try to be like their teacher, is what it says there in verse 25. Jesus demonstrated miraculous compassion 
And we should demonstrate miraculous compassion as well. Jesus was persecuted for his faith uh, and for, for, for what he stood for, um, for, for who he was. And we should expect at times to be persecuted for our faith in Christ as well. There's going to be times where we are questioned, times that we have to give an account for why and what we believe. No students above the teacher. So, uh, you know, if Jesus experienced it, we should expect to experience it as well. No student is above the teacher. If Jesus suffered, you know, we shouldn't think that we're going to somehow avoid suffering in this life. Jesus wants us to be well prepared. It's going to happen. Uh, so I'm going to prepare you for that. I'm going to encourage you in the midst of it. I'm going to help you so that you are prepared when that suffering does happen so that you can do it like I did it. You can be like me uh, even in the midst of that. If Jesus suffered, you know, we're going to suffer as well. If Jesus had to give an account, we're going to have to give an account as well. Jesus says we should expect that. But it's enough for you to try to be like me, to try to be like me, to preach the kingdom of God like I did, to to show miraculous compassion to the people around you like I did, uh, to give an account and speak boldly from your heart like I did. We're never going to be more loving, more compassionate, more generous than Jesus. But it's enough for us to strive to be like him and all of those things more and more each day. Jesus is our ultimate example, right? And it's enough for us to look to him and say, Jesus, how can I be more like you today? What can I do to make my life look more like your life in every way? You know, we need to think through these things. We need to think through how we can be more like Jesus. We need to think through how to apply the concepts that we've touched on all throughout this series. Think about how we can love more like Jesus loved. How did Jesus love people? And how can we love people in that same way? We need to think about how can we give like Jesus, like Derek talked about last week. How can we give generously uh, and not pridefully uh, and give to other people like Jesus did? We need to think about how can we can serve other people like Jesus, putting the needs of the people around us ahead of our own. We need to think, man, how can I pray like Jesus? How can I have that same connection to the Father that Jesus had and pray like he did? You know, how can I learn to be humble like Jesus, like Jackie talked about a couple weeks ago, uh, to humble myself and take that posture of humility like we saw in Jesus. Jesus being the Son of God that didn't hold on to a quality with God, but humbled himself, took that position of a, of a servant for our sake, for our benefit. I mean, how can we learn to be humble like that, to make our lives less about ourselves uh, and more about God and the people around us? Uh, we need to learn to forgive like Jesus. As Jesus was able to say, Father, forgive them. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. Even as he hung and died on the cross, we need to be able to forgive other people as well, knowing that it's extremely important to our relationship with God that we show forgiveness to others. Um, like Natalie talked about, we need to learn to speak like Jesus. How can we speak to others like he spoke to others? Um, be thinking about ways that we can apply uh, all these things we've learned in this series, apply this to our life and become more uh, like Jesus each and every day. In this season of, of, of physical distancing and isolation, I think this is a really important time for us to focus on these things, for us to really look inward and say, okay, God, what do you want to do in me? How in this season, when I'm mostly alone, mostly stuck in my dorm, stuck in my apartment, uh, isolated from others, God, what are the things you want, are wanting to develop in me? What are the things that you're wanting to grow and stretch in me to make me more like your son, Jesus? God, I want to be more like you. God, what are you doing in my heart now? God, what levels of humility are you wanting to develop in me now? What levels of faith are you wanting to develop in me? God, how are you wanting to stretch my prayer life, especially as I have these big open-ended chunks of time? God, uh, how, are you, how are you wanting to develop me as an 
intercessor and a prayer warrior and as a person that's going to be in the Bible and loving the scriptures and studying scriptures. Um, God, what do you want to grow and stretch and develop in me so I can be more like Jesus in this season? And even in this season of isolation and physical distancing, there are still opportunities for you to show uh, Jesus's love and Jesus's generosity to the people around you and figure out how can I best connect with the people around me that are also feeling isolated and lonely? How can I reach out to them and let them know that I love them, that I care for them, that I'm praying for them? How can I encourage them and build them up in this season? That's the way we can be more like Jesus uh, in the season where we're, we're physically separate. We can still find ways to show compassion, to show love to the people around us. I want us to be thinking about that. Uh, man, that's something for you all to meditate on. I want us to pray uh, that God would help us to be more like Jesus. Uh, no Servant is greater than their master. No student is greater than their teacher. But Jesus says it's enough for us to strive to be like the teacher in every way. And God, we want to strive to be like you. You know, we want to strive to be like Jesus in every way, uh, to, to allow him to transform the way we think, to transform our priorities, what we value, what we love, to transform our behavior and how we speak and how we treat other people. Um, so I want to pray that uh, for us and, and uh, just pray that God would do what he pleases in our hearts uh, and he would use this to shape us and mold us. Amen. You know, Father God, we do pray uh, that you would do what you please in our hearts. We thank you for your word. Jesus, we know that it's your desire that we be more like you in every way, just as you sent out your disciples and you said, be like me, do what you saw me doing, do what you see me do. Jesus, help us to be more like you as well. Help us to be people that emulate you, that, that study your life, that see what you do, and strive in every way to be more like you, because we love you, uh, and I pray that you would shape and mold our lives, God, to make our lives look more like Jesus in every way, that we would love people like Jesus loved people, that we'd have uh, a trust and a relationship and a closeness with God that we saw Jesus demonstrate, uh, that we would pray like Jesus uh, God, that we believe you for the miraculous and the impossible, God, that we would show uh, compassion to the people around us, that we give generously, God, that we'd speak like you spoke, Jesus. Uh, God, shape and mold us in every way to be more like you. And for those of us tonight that have never put their faith in Jesus, put their trust in Jesus, like I talked about, experience that forgiveness and new life uh, and having the Holy Spirit come live in them and through them. Uh, God, right now, uh, if that's anybody listening tonight, God, would you help them draw them close to you by your Holy Spirit uh, and help them to put their faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross, uh, to turn from their sins and put their trust in Jesus as their Savior and their Lord and what he did on the cross to forgive their sins and make them right with you, God and help them to live for you this day forward. Uh, God, we love you. I pray that you would use us in this season. God, give us creativity uh, and ideas for loving and reaching others. God, God, you're so good. We love you. We bless your name. Uh, God, I pray that you would be glorified in our lives above all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I love you guys so much. You know, we've got something uh, new coming up next week. Uh, and, and just know that, that, that Jackie and I are praying for you, uh, that we love you, and, and that we're here for you. Uh, and I want you guys, each and every one of you, to be thinking this week, man, how can I be more like Jesus? God, what do you want to do in my life to make me more like him?